Podcast Help Desk number 31 for November 24th, 2014. The Podcast Help Desk is where we go deep into the technology of podcasting, help you with the problems you may run into, and when we have a chance, review new gadgets, services, and solutions for podcasters. To keep your podcast running smoothly, it takes some tech. That's what Podcast Help Desk is here for to smooth out the geek speak and put it in more or less plain English. The main audience for this podcast is those who have podcasts and want to tweak the tech to get better sound, a better website, a more reliable feed, or a more streamlined workflow. Also, for podcasting beginners that don't want to make all the mistakes themselves. Here's your host, Mike Dell. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever the case may be. This is Mike the old podcast geezer. <laughs> You'll have to uh, go uh, listen to the last episode of Quick Hits that I put out last week to find out why I'm calling myself the old podcast geezer. <laughs> Thanks, Daniel. Anyway, got a good show lined up tonight, I think. Got a few topics to cover. I'm going to go over file formats. Uh, the Blueberry Tip of the Week, of course, uh, and that one's pretty long, so we're also going to cover a little bit about uh, where else you should put your podcast. So, uh, let's get started. Hello, this is your computer. This podcast is part of the Blueberry Network. I enjoy blueberries. Please find more at blueberry.com. Hmm, blueberry. No ease, please. I get a lot of questions about f- file format in one way or another, even if uh, people don't know that's what they're asking. The question I usually get is, how come my podcast won't play in XX player? You know, whatever player it might be, either on the website or some device or whatever. And a lot of times it's video, but... And a lot of times it's audio, but more often than not, it's video. And it's mainly because they're using a non-standard format. And what I mean by non-standard is basically it's MP3 for audio or MP4 for video. Uh, Anything else that you might use, some might work, some might not. Unless you have a really good reason for using them, stick with the MP3 for audio, MP4 for video. And the audio formats, other than MP3, that'll work sort of, I mean, there's limitations to to all of them that aren't MP3s as far as audio. And you got uh, the M4A ACC format. That's a uh, Apple proprietary format. Say that three times fast. Anyway, it mainly plays on Apple devices is what it was meant for. Uh, Android will work now. And most PC software will uh, handle AAC or M4A. Normally it has an M4A extension, but sometimes it can be .AAC. Depends on what program you use to encode it. But uh, basically, you know, like GarageBand. GarageBand defaults to M4A as the uh, output file. You can select MP3, and if you're using GarageBand, I suggest that you do. Uh, the problem with it, uh, as far as with PowerPress or a lot of players, is it treats it as video. 
So, like, a lot of the players in PowerPress won't even attempt AAC files or M4A files. It'll just make uh, what looks like a blank video screen and with a play button, and you hit play, and you just hear the audio. You know, So it works, but it's ugly. So don't uh, really recommend that. They did have a uh, feature that... Apple is kind of backed away from, we talked about it in a previous episode, but uh, enhanced podcasting, and that's where you could put chapter marks in your AAC file and put, you know, different cover art or, you know, slides or whatever you want to call it that would show up, but that would still be in a video player or on a device that plays videos, and you know, I don't know about you. I'm the type of guy that uh, when I listen to podcasts, I'm doing something else. I'm, you know, either working on something at work or driving or mowing the lawn or blowing snow or just, you know, tinkering around, going for a walk. You know, I'm not going to sit there and stare at a screen and even notice the, the pop-up slides. And who's going to do that anyway? You know, if you have a slide every 15 minutes or every five minutes even, I'm just going to look at the same slide for 15 minutes in case it changes, you know. So that was a not very useful item. I mean, it could be useful in certain applications, and if you have a reason to do that, go for it. But in most cases, I don't recommend AAC. And there's Og Vorbis, OGG files, and they're a Linux open source thing. A lot of the... GNU software does OGG format because it's not encumbered with any uh, copyright or or anything of the sort. It's an open format. It's open source, GNU licensed, and, but it's similar to MP3 as far as the amount of compression and all that stuff. And I could see one good case use for using OG, and that's if you're doing a show about Linux or about open source. But I wouldn't make that your only format. I would do, you know, podcast channels like we talked about before. Uh, do a channel that's MP3 and do another channel that's, you know, OGG for the, you know, people in your audience that are on the GNU platforms. You know, like I said, Linux and I think BSD and might be some others. So, you know, there is a, a reason for it, but it's not necessary unless, like I said, you're doing a, a Linux-based show, and, and then you might want to do that just to show solidarity. <laughs> and there's the WMA format, and yes, that will work for podcasting, sort of, because there's not nearly as many players that'll play WMA, and, you know, it's just... It's just not handy for people. Uh, I don't see any use case for it, even if you're doing a Windows show, because even those with people with Windows have iPods and and other devices. And let's see the last one. This one won't work actually. Uh, it's in my list of files that will work, but it doesn't. That's Wave W A V. You know, it's really good to record in Wave and then compress down to MP3 just because it's an uncompressed format and it's best to do your editing in an uncompressed format. Uh, Flax, another one. Uh, Apple has another one too. I think it's AIFF. 
I'm not sure right off the top of my head because I've never used it. But those are uncompressed formats, and they just plain won't work for podcasting because I don't believe anybody would want a file that's you know some 15 times bigger than an MP3 or well, maybe not that much, but considerably larger. It's just not cost effective to do it, and it won't play in web players and and all that or most of them anyway. So my bottom line here uh, about audio is use MP3. And I suggest either 64K mono or 128K stereo encoding and encoded at 144.1 kilohertz. A lot of programs will default to 48 kilohertz. That won't screw you up too bad, but I would still suggest the 44.1 because on the devices that it doesn't work on, it'll make you sound funny. At uh, 128 stereo, you get about a megabyte a minute of audio. And at 64 mono, you get about two minutes per megabyte. So, you know, if you're doing just mainly talking, 64 mono is fine. Uh, I do 128 stereo because I've got plenty of storage space. And, and uh, I don't know, sometimes I like to do stereo effects. But, you know. 64 mono, you, I defy anybody to really tell the difference, unless you're listening to music. It's it's a good format, and it'll save you a little bit on your hosting. If you want to get a cheaper hosting plan, uh, about double uh, the amount of listening time you can cram into the same amount of space. Now, video formats, they're even a little more problematic. Uh, MP4 is what seems to be what everybody's sort of landed on as far as podcasting. Now, it doesn't matter if you're going to post just to YouTube. You can have it whatever format you want, and YouTube will take it and put it in whatever other format that it wants it in. But, you know, if you're going to serve the files yourself and, and you know, have it be downloadable video, the uh, MP4 is the way to go. Uh, let's see, uh, there's... M4V, this is Apple's version of MP4. It's identical to MP4 other than it, that M4V adds a little bit of extra stuff for Apple's uh, devices and Apple TV. But MP4s play fine on all those devices, and there's really no need for that extra stuff. And ironically, if you do save a file out to M4V, all you have to do is change the file extension to MP4, and it'll still work. But MP4 is, is the best. Then there's, uh, of course, the AUG version of uh, video. That's AUG Theora instead of AUG Vorbis. And that's the uh, same as the uh, AUG Audio. This is AUG Video. It's a Linux open source video format. It, same thing applies. If you're doing a Linux show, you might want to do that. You know, as maybe not your primary, but as a secondary channel for those. Or make that your primary and have a secondary channel with MP4 for those people that are not using a Linux machine all the time. That's what I would do if I was doing a show about Linux, but I'm not, so I'm not using the Og Theora. <laughs> FLV, that's Flash Video. It would work for podcasting, kind of. Just like I said, it's sort of. Uh, flash video used to be what most 
sites use to play video on the web. Uh, even YouTube, for the longest time, uses Flash, and I think it still uses Flash as a fallback to the uh, HTML5 that they're using, but you know, it's not generally usable in most mobile devices, especially not uh, iThingies. Uh, Android did have a Flash plugin that you could download, uh, but I think they discontinued that, and I think I think Adobe itself has discontinued supporting Flash on mobile devices, so really no reason to use that. Uh, there's converters out there that you can convert any of these formats to any other format. Another one that does work for podcasting and actually has a use is the WebM, or VP8, format. And that's Google's supported HTML5 video format. And there for a while, uh, Google Chrome wouldn't play .h.264 encoded MP4s in their HTML5 video player. And now they do. Uh, they did for a little while there. And they came out with an alternative format. This is a Google-supported open-source format called WebM, and uh, I think the current one was VP8. I, I don't really understand that all that much, but it wasn't real hard to convert videos to it and throw that in. In PowerPress, there's actually, if you're doing a video podcast, there's actually a spot for the uh, WebM version. Uh, when you uh, post your video, there's a, there's a second uh, episode block that will come up, and that's for the WebM VP8 version. So if it detected a browser that doesn't support H.264 or uh, MP4, then it would play that one instead. And uh, that worked out pretty cool. So that's, you know, good good reason, I guess. I mean, you know, right now all the current browsers support MP4 H.264, which is the bottom line. Uh, you really want to make it uh, MP4, and like I said, with a WebM VP8 version of the player on your website, if you want, encode using H.264 and ACC audio. This is the opposite of, of audio podcasting. The audio encoding that goes with video should be a, a, or a yeah, it says ACC in my notes. I have to fix that. AAC. <laughs> and I don't know specifically why that was adopted, but it was. Uh, if you have .mov files or, uh, or let's see, MPEG files, just, you know, MPEG files, they won't work the way they are. Uh, you have to re-encode them. But there's programs like Handbrake. That's a free, uh, pretty much video thing that you can use to take pretty much any format and change it into any other format. So if whatever you're using records an MOV file for your video, then you know just throw it in there and it'll fix it up. And there's a lot of other formats. This is just kind of an overview. But the basic uh, thought I have here is just make sure it's you know either MP3 for audio, MP4 for video, and you're golden. And you know, encode them the way you should, and uh, you shouldn't have any problem. 
and they are the smallest files that you can, you know, the most compression, or you know, maybe not the most, but the best compression that's compatible with everything as far as keeping your stuff uh, small enough and, and all that. You know, you don't want, you don't want to make a, you know, big old file and then have to pay for all that extra, all that extra hosting. And that brings us to the Blueberry Tip of the Week. We're going to cover service settings and program listing settings. Now what usually happens is somebody contacts me through the Blueberry contact form there for tech support, and they ask a question that requires me to look at their feed. Well, I go to their Blueberry account, and I see that they hadn't filled out their program listing settings, so I have no idea what their feed is. So then I have to email them back, and we go back and forth on the emails until I figure out what show they're talking about and what the feed address is for it. That can all be avoided by filling out your program listing settings. Uh, Some of the reasons uh, your Blueberry.com listing won't be populated unless you give us your feed address. It's kind of pointless to be listed on the site and have nothing there. And uh, people that use SmartCast which is a lot more than you think, won't be able to subscribe to your show using that feature. And your show won't be included on the Set-Top Box apps and the Android Blueberry app. Service settings let our system know if you're going to be using Blueberry.com provided website and feed. Yes, you can still do that. It's not really recommended. Or if you're going to be on your own WordPress blog using PowerPress. This really counts just for uh, podcast hosting customers at Blueberry. These settings customize the menus you see at Blueberry.com in the Manage Account area and tell us in support how you're set up. So it'll be much quicker to service any questions you might have. Now, the service settings themselves, there's three settings. There's Publish from Your Own WordPress Blog with PowerPress Plugin. And that's self-explanatory. That's the way I suggest you do it. And that's the way that Blueberry suggests you do it. And the second selection under service settings is publish from Blueberry to a home page provided by Blueberry. Which, if you're a hosting customer, you can do that. And what that basically is, is you've got a page on Blueberry. That's your home page. And you've got a feed generated by Blueberry. Believe it or not, it's our service, and we still don't recommend that. You can do it if you want to. We leave that available, but we suggest you go with option one. Option three says publish from Blueberry to to your own blog. It's different than the WordPress with PowerPress. This is using a thing called Meta Weblog API, and almost nobody does it, and don't use it. Just it's not it's not something unless you really, 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 really know what you're doing. There's no reason to select option three. So either select one or two, hopefully one. That's published from your own WordPress blog using the PowerPress plugin. Okay, with that, you go down to the next list, uh, the next setting under uh, settings in the Blueberry.com manage account area. 
and that's your program listing settings. And this applies to pretty much everybody. If you're a hosting customer, there's a few other settings there. But if you're not a hosting customer and you're hosting on, say, Libsyn or your own hosting or S3 or somewhere else, but you just have a program listing at Blueberry, you still want to fill this out. And let's see, it gives us the uh, just basic stuff. You know, it gives us the RSS URL. Once you get your iTunes listing URL, you paste that in there. It's a good place to keep it, and it helps troubleshoot any issues that might come up. And you get to select the category you want your Blueberry listing to be in and the parental rating for some of the set-top boxes. You have to be rated on the, you know, like the TV scale, like G or PG-13 or or whatever, all the, the different ones. So you select that in that area. Uh, you know, and if you're using the Blueberry's feed and website, again, not recommended. It's also places to put your artwork and a few other things. But we recently changed that. That's where the service settings setting come in so that uh, it just pulls all the information off of your feed address that you put in there. So please, please put your feed address in there at least so that, uh, you know, your listing will, will be there. And even if you don't use Blueberry for anything, it's still a good idea to have your show listed there. Blueberry.com is the digital media interface for everyone. Consumers, find great content and create a single RSS feed for all your favorite shows. Creators, post your show and get comprehensive stats and easy-to-read reports. Advertisers, access new markets via hundreds of available content channels that reach across all demographics. The Blueberry Network, online at BlueberryNoEase.com. And if you want to sign up for any of the Blueberry services, hosting and or, not and or, hosting or statistics, because you get your statistics with your hosting. A lot of people do that, too. Be careful not to sign up for both. You only need one or the other. I don't know why I always say and or. But anyway, if you want to get a free month when you sign up, use the promo code NOBS, N-O-B-S. And that'll uh, give me a little kickback, and it'll give you a, a free month. So everybody wins. And it won't cost anything extra when you uh, decide to Stick with the best hosting service, in my opinion. Well, as Paul Culligan said on his show, The Podcast Report, and I'm paraphrasing here because I don't want to copy exactly what he said, but here's the gist of it. We as podcasters shouldn't get all wrapped up in how our listeners listen. We should be in the business of providing every possible way they would want to listen to it consume our content, I think is what he said. And that's why it's a good idea to be everywhere. And I'll give credit to Pat Flume for saying that first. Over at, uh, what is his? Smartpassiveincome.com. Anyway, uh, the thing about it is you, you want to make it so that your, your listeners aren't just listening to a podcast. I mean, yeah, I know this show's all about podcasting, and that's what we're here for. But, you know, I'm going to throw these little extra things towards the end of the shows just just as, you know, something that you also should be aware of. That, you know, if somebody listens to your podcast on 
Spreaker. Say, what do you care? They're listening. They listen on Stitcher. What do you care? They're listening. They don't have to listen on iTunes. They don't have to listen on, you know, your website player. I mean, there's there's people out there that, you know, I get these questions too, you know. How do I prevent my podcast from being listened to on anywhere but my webpage? And I always say, well, why? <laughs> and then don't submit your podcast anywhere else and nobody will find it and you won't have to worry about listeners in the first place. But anyway, but you know, and as Todd Cochran always says, don't get wrapped around the axle about it. You know, podcasting is, is one form of content delivery. There are others, and your podcast may show up in some of the others. And, then, you know, here's kind of a list off the top of my head. And I did a whole show about this, and I haven't been able to find the link, but I'll try to remember. And there's also a, a website all about different places to submit your podcast. But here's a few that I make sure that I'm in. And that's Blueberry.com, of course, and... Whether or not you use any of the Blueberry services, you can have your show listed there, and it's well worth it. If you're a tech-related podcast, you want to be on techpodcast.com, which I'm also a part of. Uh, I don't know how Mixler works. I'm not there yet, but I've, that's on my list of, of places to get involved in. And same thing with Spreaker. No reason not to. BlackBerry. Now, don't be surprised, but there are a fair amount of BlackBerry users out there. When I had an aviation-related podcast, that seemed BlackBerry seemed to be the biggest way people were getting it. And BlackBerry has their own podcast app, and they have their own uh, podcast directory. So, you know, why not get in it? Uh, like I said, I'll, I'll find the link to that previous show you can uh, listen to, and that'll tell you how to get into that one. SoundCloud, and yes, I know I, I kind of bang on SoundCloud a little bit, but you should really be there as your second point of presence, and I'm going to do that, but I'm not going to do the SoundCloud podcasting beta. I'm just going to throw it in SoundCloud as if I'm, you know, Joe User, not podcaster. And YouTube, and I've experimented with that, and I do plan on experimenting more with that, but, you know, who cares? how they listen, as long as they listen. You know, some of these ways you don't really get statistics on. So if you're, you know, going for an ad deal that's based on cost per thousand, that can kind of throw you off. But, you know, isn't the point of podcasting to get your your stuff out there rather than, you know, oh, I just want people to use it in podcasting, in pure podcasting mode. You know, like I said, this podcast is about that. But... It's not exclusive to that. You know, your content's your content. Put it out in as many places as you can. You know, it's like, uh, you know, Pat Flynn says, be everywhere. So, anyway, and I, I highly recommend you go uh, listen to Paul Culligan on the podcast report at thepodcastreport.com. Don't forget the, 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 the. How many times you got to say that to make it sound right in audio? Anyway, thanks for listening. I'm going to cut this one a little bit short tonight as I've got a few other things I need to get to. And I need to get this up and going before uh, Monday's over since uh, that's when this is supposed to go out. I'm trying to be consistent. I'm doing better. So with that, uh, help 
help me out if you can. Uh, of course, you can use my blueberry code if you want to sign up for hosting or stats. Uh, you know the code, N-O-B-S, no BS. Uh, also on the website, podcasthelpdesk.com. Uh, down towards the bottom on the right side, I believe, is an Amazon link. You do your Christmas shopping or holiday shopping, whatever the case may be. Uh, and you're going to buy some stuff from Amazon, throw me a bone, go to my website first and click on the Amazon banner there. And then when you buy your stuff at Amazon, I get credit for it. And it doesn't cost you anymore. And it helps out the show. And there's a few other sponsors and, and banners and things down there. Uh, any one of those will help me out. And I appreciate it. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the Podcast Help Desk. If you would like Mike to answer your question on the show, email podcasthelpdesk at gmail.com or better yet, record a voice message at podcasthelpdesk.com. See you next time.